Hi everyone, just want to say a massive thank you for choosing to listen to my little show called Spill It. Spill It is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm via Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers can interact with the show by leaving comments. For more details of Spill It, head over to the Facebook hub at www.facebook.com forward slash spilling it. So however you're listening to this, make sure you sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome party harders, this is DJ Connie Von Deer finally doing the Spill It Takeover and I'm so excited, I can't believe it's finally here, it feels like I've been waiting to do this for so long but oh it's here, yay and hello to people, um, oh, I'm having a swig of my beer, I'm a bit nervous, I've not done anything live in so long but my name is DJ Connie Von D and I'm honoured to be the final host of the Spill It Takeover and I can't thank Marcus enough the opportunity i've got to put that in there straight away because he's obviously done so well with spilly and it's a podcast which has grown and touched all corners of the world and you deserve every bit of success and just thank you again for the opportunity and it's just going to be so much fun but as the final host of the season one first season of spilly it is also your final chance to enter into the spilly competition so i know it's march 31st but it's no problem giving a cheeky reminder if you have been doing this throughout March and you've attained your 300,000 steps, you will win a medal engraved with Spill It and you get that, no problem. And for those of you who have also done it, you will also have the opportunity to be entered to win some Spill It merch, some brand new funky stuff that he's been getting at the moment. And because it's the last episode, Marcus is hosting this weekend... The Spill It Season 1 finale party. So, Marcus is hosting that this Saturday on the 3rd of April with special guests Dan Sprague from TikTok and Adam Oakley, who is an actor very well known for his part in Hollyoaks. Now, the purpose of me doing this takeover is not only to discuss, but to raise awareness and just have a bit of banter because... The industries that I am hugely a part of are both the performance industry and the nightlife industry. So they're very close to my heart. And when Marcus asked me what I wanted to do with the takeover, quite a few ideas in my head. I thought I'd go more down the music route. But then I was like, no, this is something that has been completely disregarded and ignored. And it's about time that people share their honest feelings about it, especially the people who are key in the industry as employees. So... Um, the thing is with the industry as well, both performance and nightlife, is we've had to watch it fall. There's so many venues which have closed, no support, individuals with no support, and it's it's a multi-billion pound industry. Like At the end of the day, we are the people that, that they go to have a, let, take a load off, let go of all the stress, and obviously it's around the corner. As long as this roadmap goes to plan it is around the corner and there is light at the end of the tunnel. So we're here today to talk about not only how you can support the industry as it's coming back in, but also to get a first-hand insight into staff who work in this environment and how they've struggled this last year because we, well, most people who go to shows, should I say, will only see it as an audience perspective. But you've got to remember there are so many people who work in these sectors 
So just to give a brief introduction of my guests, we've got, first of all, Christina, who is looking stunning, by the way. <laughs> She's absolutely like completely shut me down but she um is a techie and she works in the live events industry such as theaters and music shows she's coming on very very shortly to have a little chat with me um next guest is then gonna be john he is my boy but <laughs> he is um an actor and is now progressing to the music industry and last but not least we've got h who is my wrestling buddy who's going to give you a big insight into that as well it's going to be fun but fundamentally, it's great to see the numbers already on the screen, which is fantastic. But if you can get talking, guys, there is a chat facility and I've got help on that to make sure I can see any comments that you say and any questions that you ask. But you, you get told to share things all the time. And this is something that we're going to talk about tonight. But if you could give this a share, you're not only supporting myself, you are supporting my guests. And most importantly, you're going to be supporting Spill It, okay? So give this a like, get commenting, get the engagement. Please, please, please talk away. We want some questions so we can give you answers. Ah, there you go, Jay Juarez. <laughs> all right, Petal, all the way over there in Liverpool. Can't wait to see you, dude. <laughs> but yeah, make sure you um, give us a share, give people likes. We're going to be showing their pages as well. And fundamentally, let's, let's get that awareness raised and i'm also going to apologize if you hear my dog barking at any point i've closed the door but it could happen so we're going to move swiftly on don't need that page anymore we're going to move swiftly on to my first guest which is christina and just before i bring in fact i'm going to bring her right on i hope you're ready babs you're coming in here she is she, she looks gorgeous by the way pew 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 here we are she's coming in now I fucked it. Is she? Oh no, I fucked it again. Is she? Hello. I'm using my mouse track, so I've tapped it too many times. But hello, gorgeous girly. How hello. are you? I'm good. You? Fabulous, darling. I'm burning up because this is so weird. But this is the first time you're doing a podcast as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So uh, a lot of firsts today. <laughs> Fabulous, but you look absolutely incredible, and you. You look like, I know that's your gaming chair, and you mm -hmm. look fierce, so get it, girl. But, um, of course, Christina, you're a, you're an old pal of, pal of mine. We've known each other for years, but it's great to have you here, and thank you for doing oh, it, because you. you work like almost like a behind-the-scenes within this industry, and at, obviously in our group chat that we always natter on, um, I know that it's been incredibly tough, but you, like me, see a light at the end of the tunnel, which is great. So, um Basically, can you tell everyone like what your job role is exactly? Well, hey, in case uh, anyone missed it, I'm Chris. I also go, uh, I work in theatre performance spaces. Uh, I'm a sound engineer. I also do lights and I also stage management. Basically, anywhere that kind of happens. <laughs> yeah, so basically, I should have made that question, Christina. What do you not do within this? So <laughs> you do a bit. Of <laughs> okay, fair enough. But no, um, like yeah, you do all the things that absolutely fascinate me within this job, especially live events. So, like you know, I get a bit obsessed with like stages, and every time you post a picture of your work, in fact, we will show a cheeky picture of your work because I got some good ones. So just to give people a bit of perspective, like that's an image of what you see would normally see, should I say, on a day-to-day -day basis, isn't it? Yeah, that that's basically just setting up for any show, really. Um, so that's just the basic setup that happens a few hours before the audience just misses all the, all the bustle that happens. Fabulous. But no, like, this is... I 
performing from a young age, like I understand that side of theatres and live shows and even working in more recently. So I get it completely. But of course, during the pandemic, you you barely worked and it's been heartbreaking because it's been so tough for so many people, but especially within an industry which has got zero recognition, let alone support. So how, how has this year impacted you like on a professional level as well as like on a personal level, I guess? Um, it's been very weird, really. I'm not home as much. I'm usually out and about working. And it, it, it is very therapeutic for me personally to be able to work and to do shit because seeing something going on well, um, it, it just makes me feel better about myself. So obviously having this whole year of just being at home doing online courses of thing cables, it yeah. has been a bit tough. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, know, I know. I mean, like, especially with how uncertain it is because of course like where you work it's in Southport isn't it it's the Atkinson Theatre there you go um but I know that especially over the festive period like you were was it one of the only four theatres in was it the England or UK that we were yeah we were one of the very few venues that had shows going on uh during the and um sadly um you know we had the announcement uh Boris Johnson made an announcement before New Year we did 19 out of 20 shows which is still really good running uh but it was a bit devastating, really, because we almost, almost completed a full run in, in what we yeah. thought nothing was going to happen. So. No. And you also did, like, obviously, because of rules, regulations and good old COVID, like, you had to change the layout of the theatre almost, hadn't you? You had to tape off, seat in, and what was that like? So it was quite, it was quite draining, wasn't it, for you almost? Yeah, um, basically, so... The main theatre, the capacity is uh, around 400-something. But uh, during COVID regulations, it was like 1,112 seats. So obviously we're operating at one-fourth of the capacity that we can. But then again, um, we were able to do a safe environment for the audience to turn up and to enjoy a show. And we had we had no incidents whatsoever in, in terms of like audience with yeah. COVID. So, and thanks to that, we did get an award for that however in the long run because we did all these things for covid to show we can put and they still us down yeah it's ridiculous because again like you said you were you were proving that when the systems are in place and the regulations are followed it is a safe environment which mm -hmm. is and because you, you're like me you're very very passionate about what you do and it's not just a job it's it's something that you love to do like you've very got much got the similar mentality to me which is it's it's why I wanted you here more than anything because it's something that I can relate to and it's something that you it needs to be discussed because it's like I said before you came on like it's not just like the people who do the shows it is the people behind it that do all the rigs and everything like that so the next thing I wanted to ask you in relation to that so because obviously what people don't realize too is like it's not just you're not paying for a show you're paying for equipment you're paying for members of staff like yourself and upgrading and building and everything like that so what has um the theater's biggest struggle been is it the fact it hasn't been able to finish its shows or is it something else um i think that's one of the struggles oh thanks uh jody for enjoying the panto i just saw the comment uh, oh. <laughs> it was great uh, but also um it's been difficult because obviously it's a big income for the theater the shows and also um it's just more than anything it's it's also obviously theaters are so obviously don't have shows actually got this big empty building that's just taking in money because you still need to pay for the bills for you know the actual venue but you're losing i think that's probably the toughest thing out of it is income at all and then when people are like oh we need to start doing cuts here and there that's when you, that that's the scary bit when people start saying yeah i mean i know there was one point especially 
again, it was more so around Christmas, weren't it? I think lockdown two was one of the toughest ones to get your, get our heads around. But like, I know that you were you were dreading them for that phone call, weren't you? And it, as difficult as being like, it's just clinging on to that bit of hope, and you've done so well with it all. But I'm just going to show one more picture again, just in relation to obviously like the theatre and stuff, because not many people will see the theatre and any live event from this. So obviously that's like your front of house and that's your sound desk where, uh, in fact, do you want to explain to the viewers of Spilly what that, what this image is? Uh, well, uh, that was our Love Folk Festival that we had last year. And that is the mixing desk. So it's basically this big piece of buttons and lights and everything, but it just allows us to be able to, uh, for you to be able to hear the performer on stage and honestly um when doing sound and lights it's one of them I, I feel so complete when doing it because when I see other people enjoy it, that's when I proper enjoy it it's very stressful but it's yeah. very it's also very, very absolutely I'm oh absolutely like I can't commit people to do your job role I've seen it firsthand so Moving forward from that, so just a couple more questions. As well, the viewers are still here. I mean, I'm, it's good to see again. The numbers are brilliant. But if you have any questions for Christina, feel free to pop them in the comments and we'll get around to those very, very shortly. Or maybe just some questions about the industry as a whole, especially the live events. But um, back to you, Christina. So as this roadmap goes ahead, of course, it's it's relatively going to plan. There's still worries and uncertainty because at the end of the day, we have realistic <laughs> like heads on um but for your sector in live events and um working in the performance industry um what future do you see moving forward do you see um maybe more people come because they've not seen shows for so long like people be more invested or do you think um that some places will never bounce back what do you reckon um obviously we saw lots of venues closed down over this mm-hmm. and and lots of um suppliers also that you know suppliers that supply gear for events like even if it's just like rugby games like that like they've gone under too so mm. i think the whole industry is probably going to be a bit more cost about opening up to a full yeah. event um i think we're going to get audiences back because everyone's dying for everyone's dying to see it but i th- personally i think maybe the novelty will wear down and uh, uh i'm seeing the entertainment and moving on towards a more online way so you know web form and online broadcasts so i think maybe um we have to start considering maybe this is the beginning of moving to more online entertainment rather than going to a- absolutely no i couldn't agree more so oh i've just seen the comments yeah I, jody knox who went to the pants i remember posting the pictures of her and her family going so <laughs> that's quite fun um just a, oh, a little shout out to barbit Hit Barbados. Oh, someone in Barbados is watching wow. us. That's pretty Hello. cool. <laughs> That's pretty Not awesome. Shabby, but what I'm gonna do is, of course, um, just if again, guys, if you have any questions for Christine, Christine for Chris, wig, yeah, <laughs> any questions for Chris, feel free to get them in the comments right this second. I'm just gonna show a little video of um the your work again, and it's one that you sent me. And it's also the sound of silence, which is absolutely class. Yeah. So I'm just going to add this in now for viewers to see, then they can get a little insight on, well, your job through your eyes, basically.
we go. Just a nice little snippet there. So I just shorted it down a little bit. Are we back? Are we back? How did that work? Yeah, we are. There, there we, we are. Hello, darling. Um, but yeah, obviously, like that is that would be you from your sound desk, wouldn't it? I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, so for that gig, actually, I was working doing lights uh, for that gig. Oh. So uh, that was filmed by my colleague because I was too busy with the lights. But uh, basically they said, oh, we're doing sound silence. And I was like, which version? And they're like, the disturbed version. <laughs> I was like, stay no more. And from memory, I programmed the lights to fit perfectly with the song start. So I just had to press the button once. Who hasn't listened to that version of the song? Oh, my God. Time to the disturbed version. Who hasn't still a download with a drink in the round just going? Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> right off by memory, and it worked out really well. And it just, yeah. And then again, Jim, he did amazing with the sound because you guys could hear it. You foamed. Yeah, no, it sounded unreal. But um, so moving swiftly on, so we do have a wee question for you, darling, and it comes from Chloe. So she's asked, what do you think the biggest hurdle will be when you can do shows again? Very similar to what we said before, but go on, Chloe. That's our, that's our pal, that is. <laughs> that is our pal, Chloe. Uh, I think the biggest hurdle will probably be knowing what will our operating capacity, because uh, we've not received a lot of information really mm. as operating uh so we don't know when we're able to open if we're capacity or capacity. I'm seeing reduced capacity for quite a while, if I'm on a personally at least till maybe September, maybe. Yeah. Uh, reduced capacity gigs, just to make sure it's a safe environment for everyone. And once everyone's got the vaccine and all this is calmed down, then absolutely. I mean, us with both warehouse and both with wrestling, like we don't know the figures, we don't know how it's going to go with any venue so I, I definitely understand that it's probably the biggest question actually that is a good one so a good question from chloe there lad thank you um and well that's concluding basically our little chat there thank you so much darling but fundamentally you guys have now heard firsthand from a member of staff's perspective who who makes the show what it is and makes sure that the show goes ahead Nice lighting, Goss. Thanks for his being. Thank you. We try our best. We do try our best. You do. But you do an exceptional job. And I know, again, how passionate you are with what you do. So if anyone can take anything away from Christina being a guest is to make sure that you safely, of course, and where possible, support this industry and keep people like Christina, who are most humble of Goss, uh, with a job. So <laughs> but before you go, Christina, um, I... I said this to you a little earlier. So Marcus, who is the founder of Spilly, is getting a inspirational quote from every guest. So what is your inspirational quote, please? Well, my inspirational quote is, "'Tis but a scratch from the Black Knight in Monty Python and the Holy Grail." Um, I don't know why I always found it inspirational, because he keeps on getting cut down, uh, but he's still (laughs) willing to get the job done. And I think that's that I use that a lot in my head. I always tell myself, you know, whenever you trip up with something, tis by scratch, get on. Absolutely. No, it's good. It's short, simple, sweet, and very much to the point. So it's a good mentality to think as well, because in the long run, hopefully, as life does get back to normal, we can all look at this as kind of like a scratch in a way, I guess, as well. So it's just a little little bump and a little scratch. But Christina, thank you so, so much for being a part of this and being on your first podcast ever. Um, And for those of you who haven't seen already, I've included um, Christina's Instagram at the bottom. So you can all give her a follow, support her and her work. 
And on that note, my love, I'll let you go. So thank you All for joining right. me. Thank you very much, guys, and enjoy the rest of the show. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Fabulous. Oh, my God, that was so much fun. But again, guys, you get a, a real in-depth Christina's page gone. Um, so you get a real in-depth look on how... Marcus is laughing his head off. Sorry, mate. Um, In-depth look on how it is for members of staff, who, again, who make a show a show. It's not just about the performers. However, they are very, very important. Now, my next guest is, again, links on very well after this, actually, because he's also worked within the theatre sector, um, but has now flourished into something brand new. So I'm going to bring this gentleman in. So he is a musician called Split Delete. And here he is. Hello. So do you want me to call you Split Delete or do you want me to call you John? What do you John's prefer? fine. John's fine. So hello, John. So um, basically, you're a true representation of how one door closes, another one opens, to be honest with you. So um, you've basically, I've had the honour of getting to know you quite recently, but you, you've got such a colourful history as an actor. So you've been around the world with your job and seen so much of the world and accomplished so much in a short space of time at a young age. So basically, I'm going to go straight in from Christina because obviously like it's quite a close topic again with theatres and performing, but you had a lifestyle and a really unique career path, which has been so admirable, but it's then suddenly stopped. You've then had to stop seeing the world and everything like that and get zero government support so how did it feel to see this industry fall it was cracking loved it loved it <laughs> loved it <laughs> so, <laughs> so um yeah i came back from italy at the start of 2020 when it all hit um and just to literally have you know it, it it kind of this strange new thing that nobody had heard of at the time announced and we're all going to have a different way of life it's it's just a bit you know sweeps you from under your feet and i think i think it was the same for anybody like no matter what industry you're in so it's not just kind of special to us as performers or the nightlife industry or whatever like whoever you are I think, you know, we don't need to rant on about how bad it is, essentially, because everybody knows, like, everybody can relate to that in some way. Everybody can kind of, um, you know, every, everybody has their own, like, story with it. Um, but as you say, in particular for this industry, the you, it, it's, it's been a little bit different because you haven't been able to keep working. Like, yeah. so we've had to explore other avenues and things like that. So, yeah, like theatres have shot, as as you were just um, touching on and things like that. All the theatres have shot. So for any actors that work in theatre, see you later, you know? Yeah. No support. It, them, it, so. And then obviously you've had the brilliant government, wrong absolute quote there, but like they created those posters, for example, like of the ballerina saying that they have to go and get an alternative job and stuff like that. I mean, that must have infuriated you with your line of work. Yeah, so what was it? it was something along the line of um, like you should go and work in cyber now. And yeah. um, if there's a a band I recommend you go and check out, actually, you would like them. They're called the King Blues, and um, he does like spoken word, and he, and he did a poem about like um, this is in cyber, like that's in cyber, and he was talking about like how all these like I, th I don't know exactly. I'm I'm very very much paraphrasing, but. It, it felt to me along the lines of like, let's say, what if like Van Gogh went and worked in cyber now, or you know, a brilliant artist went and worked in cyber because <laughs> that's the tagline yeah. that they were using. And and it's then obviously started to, <laughs> yeah, it started to emerge on the internet that then didn't it? And sort of um, with that poster in particular, it was like, well, a photographer 
has took that photo, so that's creative. A ballerina has had to was dancing and putting a shoe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's, it's just like yeah. outlined all of the creative jobs. People might remember it. It, it circulated for a bit at the start, didn't it? So yeah, <laughs> the government. Yeah, the government definitely um, circulated and infuriated people. I mean, I I used to obviously, well, not obviously, but I used to be a ballerina from a young age. So again, part of the reason why I'm doing this is to raise awareness and be like, it, it's not just because it's not your your jobs that you get your your big degrees in, like your doctors and your lawyers and everything, doesn't mean we're not valued and appreciated just as much. It is still a real job, but more importantly, it's it's a passion. It's fantastic. So. And a lot of creators have become that. doctors, not doctors, but they've become, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, like, had to change paths, haven't they? Absolutely. But the silver lining is, though, darling, is that you've, unlike so many other people, I mean, a lot, it's been a struggle, more importantly, this last year, but you've managed to fuel that creativity, so to say. So basically, you've put it into music now, and I'm going to get show your album covers, first of all. So we're going to show you the first one to um the viewers of spill it so this is your first album that you released back in 2020 named puzzle and i'll bring this up again later but this is your most recent album which is called better days and you've released two albums in six months but not only that you've be- you've become a musician like you've absolutely done something which is self-taught completely solo produced written everything so and you have your own record label, of course, Spinning Turtle Records, which is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. You know how much I love that. But just t- tell us, first of all, how did this all come about? What made you do this? Right. So first of all, I was I was a musician first. Like um, I was I was a what you call an actor musician. It's a hybrid. So you that sounds awfully pretentious, but uh, what that means is you play music and you support the the rest of like the cast on stage, or you would do it for musicals. So I was used to kind of like writing music for theatre, uh, and I used to write acoustically as well. So just yeah. that's the background. Yeah. But I've loved hip hop since I was like literally eight years old um and so what what i've i've changed what's changed out of this now is is the production side i was never a music producer i could play and things like that i had no idea how to record so i managed to learn that over the course of lockdown so i learned uh for actual you know big producers they'll know your, your your digital audio workstation things like that essentially that's just what you record into the basics of starting to build up a recording studio and how you you know promote yourself as a as a as an artist really that's that's what's been new uh it just the great thing about it is it's just forced you forced creative people to kind of come out the shells and stop being because i'm i would say like naturally i'm quite shy as a person um so it's just forced me out of all that because i was like well i need an outlet i need an avenue i need to kind of refocus my energy and and this became it it's became my daily kind of nine to five i was every day like we say with the six months but it was a lot of planning time in that before there was prepping making the beats and things like that before which were all made from scratch and stuff like that so no, I mean, I mean, I, I get that more than anything, especially in a creative sense, because as you know, like, obviously I put my DJ in like energy into a radio show. I also yeah. did live streams prior to that. So I understand that better than anything. But yeah. again, like it's, I think you've actually like toned it down a little bit, John, to be honest with you, because you, you've not only, like you, you've self-taught yourself to do this within the space of four walls. I mean, set. It's such an amazing thing to be able to do. Like so many people have lost motivation and and just like they've been they felt defeated, but you've 
got through that and created two albums, which are absolutely frigging phenomenal. Get listening to them, guys. I'm going to show you all the details for that shortly later, especially if you are our age. So me and John are the same age. I'm I'm 28 years old. But <laughs> it's you'll recognise, like, you'll hear a lot of, like, 90s hip-hop. That's your inspiration, isn't it? So... Yeah, it is. I mean, what I would say with it is, just to reference what you said there, mm-hmm. is I would say, really, I'm, I'm no different. Like, I do play it down, and you're right. Um, you do. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, no, I'm really no different from anybody else that has found a new hobby or found something else to do. It's just that if I'm driven to do something, I'll, I will put everything into it. And I, I think what it shows is the message is that you, you don't have to be defeated. Like, like I said, it's so easy to bang on about how difficult this has been because everybody knows it's been difficult. It's not new news to us. Yeah. What, what you can do out of it is find a positive outlet, find something different for yourself, even though it's literally the, the hardest time. Sometimes when you're so confined into everything, it brings out something new for you. And even if not, to be honest, I just think getting out of bed is an achievement for a lot of people like uh, you know literally getting up and doing the day if you manage to do that it's it's fine there's no pressure on 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 anybody to to you know uh do anything else at the moment because everything's short but obviously good on you if you've cracked on and and found something new for yourself as well exactly and good and good on you as well for doing it but yeah, I mean, a lot of people have so- seen to advice or messaged me, and I've even I've said to them like, just get just getting up out of bed is sometimes one of the most difficult things. But yeah. hopefully, it's going to get easier. And if you can find something that makes you so passionate and keeps you driven and keeps you focused, then stick to it, which is fabulous. And there you go, there you have it. That's, That's how cool, yeah. Marcus. So yeah. it, it, it very much relates from a podcast side of it, which is fantastic. So, As you say, Lauren, like um, the the mm-hmm. the the channeling it into something positive, as you say, is, is is so important. And I think that's what a lot of subject matter for my album has been. If you, you know, if you really listen to it, a lot of it is about uh, holding out and, and positivity and and getting yourself out of bed. <laughs> as funny yeah, as it absolutely. sounds, like literally just cracking on with your day and knowing that knowing that something better is coming. So yeah, that, you, I could have said a bit of myself. So thank you, but. You've touched touched on it briefly, like obviously, um, again, like obviously getting yourself out there. But the other side of that is actually as now as a musician and as an artist, as a creator. And I know this is something that um, pretty much all my guests will relate to, especially uh, Marcus, who is the um, owner of Spill It and also H, my next guest. But it's all to do with um, social media and as a creative and as a creator, the impact and the struggles of it more than anything, because of course you you take time to put time into yourself and into your work and into your art. And we unfortunately live in a society where it is a like for a like, follow for a follow, but a lot of people skim past it. So, and I touched on it briefly at the start, how important it is just for, for us to do our work and what we love. So obviously you've had these two fantastic albums and I'm going to show a little snippet of it. Um, in fact, I'm going to do it now. Just so oh. people can get a little insight onto what it is that you've made. And again, guys, this is something that John has created completely on his own. And the fun part is it's over Jay and Silent Bob, which is one of the greatest films ever made. So I'm going to whack it on now just so everyone can see exactly what it is that you've done. Play something and turn it way up. 
cut it. Doctor, I need another scalpel and get a towel. His eyes are fucking wide, he looks like he's a barn owl. His head is spinning round and then now he's up on the prowl. I can operate in this guy, he just got the power. He's cutting to my shock, I think he's murdering the bowels. I don't think he's human, I am very, very doubtful. He disemboweled the flowers and ate him up for an hour. A Frankenstein, a monster we created in his hours. I can understand it, what is happening, happening. Give it a paradox, I'm with the needle, I'll jab him. Try to sedate him and stop him, wrangling, wrangling. Give it a fucking javelin so I can stab him, attack him. He's damaging the operating room, he needs a bandage. Ripping apart the cabinet, he's obviously a savage. Please calm down, no panic, he's massive, he's manic, he's superhuman, he's laughing. Please sedate him, oh my god, he's doing too much damage. Moving forward, wind back the clocks. I exist, but actually I do not. Slow like the tortoise, quick like the fox. Figment of your imagination, I am a paradox. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, think, I don't know if it came through lagged or it's just my internet, but I a do apologize about that. Go on, Andy Max. Thanks for the thumbs up there, Archie. A little bit but, of lag, um, yeah. So it looks like if you watch the original video, it is in time, I promise you. <laughs> well, you can it's all go and check thing. that out anyway on um, John's um, personal profiles for Split Delete. They're all running at the bottom, so make sure you go give him a follow and support an artist and musician. But again, like, so obviously going off from that as well, back to the idea of social media. So, like, again, it's you, you, you've created something. It was yeah, lit. Yeah, it was lit. There you go. <laughs> that was Christina who was on before. Um, also, guys, um, for watching, if you have any questions for John, especially in terms of, like, maybe you want some advice or something like that, please get those in now and we'll get to them very shortly. But with social media, what would you say is, like, if you could say, like, what is the biggest support? Like, how can people support you the most and and help you with all like within all, like, these algorithms and stuff? What is it that you, people can do to help support any creator? If you want to support any creative, just um, forget about likes, forget about the comments, forget about all that stuff. Just send them a message to know, like, just to let them know that you appreciate their work or that you enjoy the work. If you do, if you don't, nobody's, you know, nobody's forcing you to do it. Um, but I think people really, really generally always appreciate that. It, as, you, as you're saying, the emphasis, because it's become a bit of a rat race now with social media. Everybody's kind of got a, uh, a lot of people are focusing on like, let's get here, let's get here, let's get here. I think the important thing to remember is uh, you can use it as a tool to connect with people. So I've made I made music with a drummer from America just through social media now that I, I would never would have met. Uh, I made a track on this album with a girl from Nottingham. We, we again, never met. I got sent, um, always be thankful, exactly, Jonathan, yeah. Um, it's about just being grateful and appreciative for what there's, there's, there is. You've got to be careful because there can be so much ego surrounding this industry. And, and I think it, like that, that comment, you know, highlights it exactly for me. You've got to, it's about staying humble. There's, there's nothing else to it. Um, but yeah, about connecting with people anyway, I, I made a track with a girl from Nottingham um and just by sending like vocals over and working so we've never literally met in real life but um a fantastic singer called connie fletcher um and we managed to make a whole track in lockdown that went on the album um i've worked with a cellist from america as well like, and, and done covers and things I like that so, <laughs> yeah so what? it's yeah, but that's what, it's because I was in a very sort of because it's a very very isolating place lockdown to be, and I was like, well, I don't want to do this for likes, follows, comments, and all that stuff. I want to use it as a tool to connect with people, make connections, make new connections, uh, reach out to new people, work with new people, and and it's given me a tool to do that, which was fantastic. Brilliant. No, that 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 just proves that the positivity that social media can have, because of course there's so many like negative connotations, but. I mean, obviously, people promote you and say how much they like your work or give you a comment and give you a message like that then gives you the opportunity to to build even more bridges and connections for in the future, which is going to be class. But 
I'm just going to pop up your most recent album again. Not that one, but that one. <laughs> so that there again is Better Days. And for, for the viewers, um, John's music profiles have all been down the bottom. So you can follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, but above all on Spotify. And he's also on Apple Music. But um, in terms of any questions, let's see if we've got any. Oh, we've got one in the comments. Let me get one down. Nice comments, well, yeah, that came up. Yeah, you, you've got one here. So where did the name Split Delete come from? And that is from Marcus, our glorious <laughs> founder. <laughs> love it, love it. So it's um, it's like a reference to how kind of rough, cut and ready a lot of my music is. Because when I started it, I had no idea what it was. I was piecing it together. Um, it's referencing a, a, a like a tool in music that you can use to create like things quickly, simply. And, and, and it's sort of like, without being pretentious about it, it's like um, a metaphor for trimming the fat, moving things away that you don't need and keeping, you know, uh, getting, getting rid of all that and, and just keeping the good stuff, really. So... That's what yeah, I say to myself in the mirror every day. I think that's just the one question, but thank you for that. And thank you for being a part no, of this question. show. Like, it's been so much fun. But again, um, we're asking for an inspirational Thanks for having quote. me. Thanks yes. for having me. You're most welcome. And um, thank you. So what is your inspirational quote for us? Okay, so... Um... This uh, I've got I've got a, a, a little a, like a, a quote that I, I found before. Um, it's you can uh, the the cure for boredom uh, is curiosity. So the cure for boredom is curiosity, and that there is no cure for curiosity. And I like that one. I've also got another quote for you, which is funny. Uh, I've got to share because you might like it. So it's it's before you marry someone, um, get them to use a very slow PC, a PC with very very slow internet. Uh, and you'll see who they truly are. <laughs> I, just, I, I would just hate it if someone did that for me. But there you go. Marcus has had that on there. So the cure for boredom <laughs> is curiosity. And there's no cure for curiosity. <laughs> but I'm definitely going to keep it. Yeah. I, I mean, that video lagged before and I was ready to eat my MacBook out the window. So there you go. <laughs> thank you again, John, for Can't coming on here. And... One more quick thing. I mean, this is something I'm going to mention again later, but I'll do it briefly before you go. You two are up for the award um, in the Northwest <laughs> Music Awards. I will never get married, said Christina. <laughs> what did she say? Sorry. She said she wrote a comment, I will never get married. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're also up for yeah. the award. I'll make sure that people obviously see it through my pages, which I've already promoted anyway, but to get people to give you a vote there as well. But I'm going to let you go. And thank you again so much. much for being part of this. So, Thanks for having me. Take care, everybody. Fabulous. Okay, guys, now I'm going to jump straight onto my final guest because I've chatted so much to my previous two wonderful guests that I've gone over. And I know this guy is a very, very busy man. So I'm going to bring him straight in. And that is the wonderful H. How are you doing, my love? Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you for being here, my love. So I know I've, I said to you I'd be done quite... A little bit early, and I know you've got somewhere to go, so I'm sorry. No worries, but of course, I mean, for viewers, I mean, you're quite a well known face in these parts, to be honest with you, as of course, the one, the delightful Sheikh Al Sham. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like, it's good to have you on here because we relate in terms of wrestling more than anything, but. Yeah. You, this last year, despite the fact that there's been a pandemic, has 
flourished more than anyone. I mean, you've literally gone from teacher to a trainer to wrestling and now acting. So just tell us everything that you've achieved so far this year. I think I think it was more or less um, again like the previous two guests. It's going to be hard now to because because they were such <laughs> great guests and they, they set the bar really high. Um, yeah, but, but you know they, they they both sort of hit the nail on the head in terms of during sort of during the lockdown. It was I think it was either you can you can sit there and wait for it to be over, um, or you can actually. Um, sort of investigate and have a look at where else your talents may lay or where your skills, where you could upskill. Um, so obviously with the background starting off in, in, in sort of teaching um, and then obviously coming into coming into wrestling, um, I think the training kind of came natural because of the teaching side of stuff. Um, yeah. so you can transition that across when you're trying to, trying to sort of talk to people. Um, um, and then from sort of the acting, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was I was the first one I was ever headhunted for this music video, uh, and I was headhunted uh, as a doorman. And as you know, I've I have done door work in the past. You as well. Well. <laughs> so, um, and then from there, um, the, the the guys and girls that were at at the production, um, a couple of them were sort of agents. Um, and now that's just that's just led to like a, a like a whole sort of chain reaction of different parts that I've been given. Um, had done quite a lot of auditions. I had never done auditions before, and it's a really scary thing because I was always used to just being the shake and not having to do another character or a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, cause you, I mean you've nailed shake at the end of the day. We all know that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I've got a couple of pictures here that uh, you sent me. So. Obviously, it's been very different because not only have you, like, it's very nerve-wracking, but you've done it in a very different way. Like, you've had to do, like, going through scripts over, like, Zoom calls and then obviously go into, like, these safe environments. But bit, bit of bit of blue mess there. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's always, again, that was an interesting one as well, really. It, it, and, and you're absolutely right, um, Lauren. It's, it's, it's been difficult because, as you would normally sort of script read, and like I said, for me, I don't know the sort of normal of script reading because people would sit around a table and bounce off each other. Yeah. Unfortunately, for me, the sort of normal, sort of normal, normality of it is actually on Zoom now because I, I don't know any other way because prior to it, I had never done any sort of acting. Um, and then it's so much more, it's so much more fun actually on set. Uh, and I think I was always the one that was kind of missing the lines and and kind of behind everybody else because because everybody else was sort of experienced in the acting side. Absolutely. But, I mean, you're, you're, no sh you're not shy to a camera, you, obviously, because we, 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 well, especially you more than me, but we throw ourselves around on camera and we, we, we're prone to make mistakes. But, I mean, obviously, it's a very different environment and it's just amazing. Like, it just seems like every day you come onto Facebook or any social media platform of yours and you're doing something new and everyone's like, when's it going to stop? But... My next question for you, H, is more importantly, like, again, you just like all my other guests, like, you've been very driven, and it's amazing to see because so many people have struggled. But despite all your success, like, have there any been major obstacles which you've, like, which you've come, like, face-to-face -face with? Like, because I know you managed to do a home gym with concrete and things like that to keep in shape for wrestling. But what have been your biggest obstacles? Um, what do you mean sort of overall throughout or just I just no, I'd probably just say, like, just more so within the last year, because, of course, the, the point of this takeover is to highlight not only, like, how much this industry has struggled, but also how it's 
still there and it's still going. And obviously, any obstacles that you face, you've managed to overcome because you're doing so well. So what 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 is it being in this last year? I think again, definitely, it's it's having that sort of as as you know yourself, Ron. Sort of the, the wrestling lifestyle is so busy. It's you know you yeah you know every week and and when when you when you're getting to work on Monday morning and you're walking down the corridor and the kids are looking at you thinking why is he limping and why is he hobbling? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so and, and it was sort of going from that and not having anything and not sort of looking forward to performing in front of people and and you almost become frustrated and, and and you become more stressed and more angry because that is a lot of it is an escape especially for myself it's it's you know it's a we love it it's a passion we enjoy doing it and when you sort of you don't have that connection with your love or your passion yeah. that's when you start having sort of the withdrawal sort of symptoms and and you start behaving like a a, a different person um and, and you try and find sort of distractions and it's so difficult because it's lockdown and there isn't anything else that you can Absolutely. do. Because I don't know if you, if you remember, I had quite a bit of a break because of my sort of snapped elbow prior prior Ooh, to the lockdown the as well. Ooh, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was lucky enough to be involved, uh, whether that was commentary, uh, commentary side of stuff or just by talking on the mic whenever need be, really. But this time it was total. So I think that's why I was, that was a big obstacle for me in terms of how am I now going to adapt to this lifestyle of not having that sort of, it almost becomes a drug, doesn't it, Wade? Because you, you're so addicted to sort of people, people booing you, in my case in particular. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was definitely the most hard, most difficult thing. And and like you mentioned before, I, I'm, I'm over the moon that we, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's so exciting for, for everybody announcing and, and fingers crossed that we can we can head back to what we do best. Yeah, absolutely. No, but I think I'm, I can relate to that as well myself because obviously like I'm with you in the wrestling world, but also I'm, I'm just so used to being on stage or in a DJ booth and having that take you away from you, you do try and find those other outlets, whether that be an, another career path or doing what I did and made, made a fool of yourself on like social media and stories, but you try and you, you miss that. It's the value of like entertaining people or in your case, getting booze, but booze are, are still, still great. I definitely want to touch upon it. I, I think people sort of, um, especially sort of in your case, you know, wrestlers do get, you know, a, a credit and a lot of credit, but it's people like yourself, yeah, like you're doing a lot in the sort of background and it's not just that you're announcing, you're you're running around putting everything together as well. <laughs> and then on top of that, you know what I mean, from soon as you're finished, you're straight out DJing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's non-stop and then you're there till five, six, seven in the morning. Do you know what I mean? And it's amazing. So I think oh, people should definitely sort of, you know, take that into account that it's, it's not easy for, especially yourself. And, um, I, you know, I think was, you're setting up the radio, so that was fantastic. Do you know what I mean? It's an, <laughs> thank hats, you. Hats off to you as well in that sense. Oh, thank you, darling. But, but yeah, I mean, we're very much the same as that, like, in terms of career, like our lives prior to a pandemic. Like, we were very rarely home in what we did and we would go from venue to venue, job to job, but we did it because we loved it. And we also did it because we it, it's something that we thrive off as an individual, let alone anyone else. But thanks, Christina. <laughs> and also saw Mike's comment before he said I to H2. But 
to be fair, my final question for you, Hedge, well, you pretty much touched on already, already, and that was pretty much what you missed most about wrestling. And I guess you've kind of touched on it. But is there anything else, like, because I know for me, like, it's, I miss that connection with the fans and the people in the in the locker room and stuff like that. So what what do you miss most about it? I'll be honest with you. For me, uh, and and especially sort of, you know, the, the promotions that we work together, it's... I, I, you're a family, aren't you? Because you spend yeah. you we see you see them people more than you would see your own family. Because you know what I mean. You, whether we we're, we're training together, um, you know you put massive effort in yourself, Ron. You train twice a week, um, which is really like, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's not it's not easy the training that we do. Um, so you're seeing every all the group, to, uh, you know, twice training, and then on the weekends. Maybe in a Saturday, a Friday, and a Saturday, um, and it is—it's that sort of you have that love and you have that sort of connection where you're looking out for each other. And then it was—it was sort of almost horrible. It was a horrible feeling because it was taken away from you. Um, yes, the fans are very, very important, um, but it's the people <laughs> that you work with day in day out and you speak to, um, and you can have a laugh in the back with. Uh, and you can sort of have your little private jokes when you're out there in the middle of the ring. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and it, definitely, it definitely is, you know, it was one of the most heartbreaking things. I'm just really looking forward to seeing everybody when I get back. Yeah, definitely. And just, I mean, again, it's just that banter and that family atmosphere in wrestling. Especially, it's been quite a rollercoaster of a year within wrestling let alone during a pandemic so for the, for the good guys who are still like going forward and and keeping wrestling alive especially for us and the fans I know it's going to be one hell of a reunion when we do get back together which is oh it, it, things like this are what get me emotional but um just be so if anyone uh, who have any questions for him because I know I've kept him longer than I promised and I know no, he's got a shit off the but um any questions that you guys may have for H or any if you seek again any advice or any tips feel free to pop them in the comments now but we do have one already for you and this is for, again from Marcus who is the um, founder of Spill It um I think you touched on it briefly but what is the worst injury you've had from wrestling I'll be honest with you and and this is sort of me actually sort of going deep um <laughs> as, as you're fully sort of aware you know, I, I I snapped my elbow um, not so long ago. It's been just over a year, yeah, and, and yeah, and and I think you you know we were both at the show. It was a Blackpool show. Unfortunately, I had to wrestle twice that night. You did, um, <laughs> and, and and nobody was aware um, that I had actually snapped my elbow in the first match. Um, well, so literally. Yeah, so literally, I wrestled um, with a broken elbow. I mean, I didn't even know you could break your elbow. Do you know what I mean? When when I found out that it was broken, um, um, so I wrestled. I wrestled two matches uh, with a with a broken elbow, and still went home, went to bed, woke up, and it was purple in the morning. Um, and then the, the the doctor had told me that I had snapped in two places. So they operated, and you can see a little scar. I don't know if you can see yeah. it on there. See, little scar. Yeah, it runs all the way up. So they put some anti-glide plates and, and, and screws in it. Um, and and I, I, if I'm honest with you, I, it was it was really difficult because um, you can't do absolutely you can't do anything. You know, you can't train. You can't you can't eat properly because you're used to having two hands and things. So, <laughs> like I remember, yeah. you just constantly just like it was just. 
there, weren't it? It was just this yeah, thing. Exactly, yeah. And 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 again, you, I tried to get down as much as I could just to watch or help out with training. Um, I ended up losing a lot of weight as well because I, I wasn't able to train, and and you know, because you're on, because you're on painkillers, because it's so painful, it, it just just takes it out of you. Yeah, I know. But it weren't even that. You was literally about to attain so much. And I know it was, it, I think it drove you more than anything. It was more so unfortunate, but it drove you to be what you are yeah. now. It's so, like you've become like a much, even better version of yourself if that was even possible. So, <laughs> yeah. And I've, I think I totally agree because it was a lot of time for me to reflect. And, you know, I, as you're aware, we both lost someone very close to us at the same period of time. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, my mind was sort of elsewhere at the time as well. But you're absolutely right. It gave me time to kind of sit back and, and just, just reflect on everything, really. Absolutely. And we've got another question here for you, H. So this is from Christina, our first guest. She's put, do you tend to clear your mind before jumping into the ring or do you hype yourself up? Um, I'll be honest with you, Christina. I'm, I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit odd more than anything. I go, I I'm, maybe Lauren was probably doing it before she started the show. I go a little bit giddy and silly. Um, <laughs> and Lauren's probably seen this and I start shouting daft things and silly things out. Um, <laughs> uh, I usually, you know, uh, try and pick on a few of the lads behind and have a bit of a laugh and joke at them just to make myself feel a little bit more. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just I've just remembered like some of the things that you come out with, which we'll save off for off camera. But <laughs> oh my god, and I miss it. I, I can't wait for that to come back as well. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, it just it, for me it just makes it more comfortable being a little bit silly backstage. Because as soon as I go through that curtain, I've got to be this complete villain that everybody hates. Where. I mean, Lauren, I hope, you know, I hope to think that, you know, sort of deep down, I'm not necessarily like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just making that switch and that, that really helps me sort of make that switch. Get all the silliness out the way first and then turn it up. Yeah, I mean, the amount of times where I've seen you stuff behind the curtain, you are literally saying pretty much gibberish and then as soon as you come out, you're like... <laughs> it's not to ruin the image, but it's absolutely perfect. But we find it all funny. It just keeps the it just keeps like the family vibe and just the comedy yeah. in what we do, so which is great. But what I'm gonna do and um, before I let you go is of course like something which I'm very, very fortunate to have, and it's a brand new promo of yours, and it's I've seen it already, of course, and it's fantastic. But obviously you've given me the honor of playing it for the first time here for everyone so i'm going to pop it on now um, for everyone to see and the great thing is though is that this is um something you've done for um wwe nxt india and something that i've seen for the first time with you you've done it in was it hindi that you did it in yeah so the, the obviously the uh, national language in india is hindi yeah uh, and I, I, if i'm honest with you as soon as i watched sort of the the NXT India spectacular, I was really sort of, I was really sort of, it, it made me really passionate about going back to my roots a little bit. Um, so I decided to sort of hit this promo uh, and see if I could get noticed with, with NXT India. Yeah, well, it's fantastic. I'm going to put it on straight now. And of course, you've um, um, given um, subtitles. I'm going to say lyrics and <laughs> given subtitles so obviously viewers can see it. And here we go. I'll pop it on now.
सतरकाल नमस्ते और अलैकुम सबसे पहले मैं मुबारक देना चाहता हूं एनएक्सटी इंडिया को हिंदुस्तानी लोगों को बहुत बुरा मौका मिला है कि वो डब्ल्यूडब्ल्यूई सुपरस्टार बन सके मैं इतना कहूंगा कि आप एंजॉय करें ये फेम और अटेंशन जो आपको मिले क्योंकि थोड़े अरसे की बात है जब आप रेसलिंग के सबसे बड़े खिलाड़ी को मिलेंगे और फिर आपको पता चलेगा कि असल सुपरस्टार क्या हो दोस्तों मैं अपनी किस्मत खुद ही हम बहुत I really liked it. I think because obviously I've worked with you with you for so many years. I've seen so like every promo you pretty much done, but that is just such a different side to you. Like it's it it's brilliant. It just proves how much you've grown and developed as a wrestler, and obviously in a couple of, in a in a couple of different languages. It's crazy. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think I was always reluctant to begin with uh, to to sort of utilize uh, having a different language, uh, and I think again it was people like yourselves. um you know and other people in wrestling who made me feel more comfortable about my background about my ethnicity and and you kind of made me feel that listen use it you know what i mean um so yeah you know it's just i have to give a lot of credit to tip again people like yourself and everybody around to make me feel comfortable about being okay. able to bring the roots back really always and again thank you for letting me air it for the first time which is fantastic but fundamentally like you again you're my final guest but The one thing that I think we both want people to take away from this as well is not only like has last year as this last year been a struggle but fundamentally our world is coming again it's as a light at the end of the tunnel and hopefully we're going to be able to do shows and stuff so if you can again support indie wrestling and as well as the big names and get yourself to shows where we know that we're going to make them safe more than anything as well as training and obviously go out of our way so As soon as we get the okay, you know all the details. It's something we'll do. But just before I finally let you go, H, because I know I'll catch you. But again, um, what is your inspirational quotes that you want to give us today? So the quote that I sort of stick with is, "Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards." I like that. I've not heard of that one before. <laughs> Everyone's giving really good quotes. I really like it. <laughs> So I think um I think Marcus is going to type that up in a moment so people can see but no that's brilliant and thank you again for coming on here you know it means well into all my guests so there it is right there so life can only be understood backwards but it must be lived forwards that's fantastic but um I'm going to let you go because I know you've got something else to get to but again thank, thank you so much on your head and I'll speak really appreciate you having me it's been an absolute privilege and uh, the best to look thank you so much thanks putin see you later bye 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 wow oh my god and the numbers are still good so um i i'm going to put the big light on one minute <laughs> but um there we go much better so guys of course that that is my three guests for tonight's show and there's hs gets paper gone as well but um to to come to conclude the show okay so obviously we've touched a lot more on the performance side of things so um i'm going to touch on the side which i'm very much linked with now and that is um the nightlife side of it all so obviously we're getting we're on this road map and we're aiming towards nightclubs and this is where you've got your opportunity to ask me any questions guys because obviously we all know well for those of you who don't i work at the warehouse in preston and we have been dying to open and same with so many other venues like nationwide let alone preston dying to open but 
If you have any questions or anything to do with any of our guests or anything to do with performing Nihilus industry, get in the comments. Let me know what you've thought of the show. That'll be great. Let's get some interactions going because that'll be fabulous. But um, so what I'm going to touch on with myself, like I'm kind of like the fourth guest. But um, when it comes to the nightlife, I mean, it's it's really changed this time. So obviously everyone has been waiting for, for those people who do go out and have a social flight, have that level of a social life. People find their own forms of like entertainment and enjoyment, but the people who do go to nightclubs, pubs, bars and stuff like that, everyone's dying to get back. Everyone just wants a nice cold pint and a nice little opportunity to dance. But as each lockdown has happened, it has been just nothing but I, nothing but just uncertainty. Like we get almost had like little glimmers of hope that we could open, then an absolute no and an absolute stop. And it's hard. And the thing is, though, as well, more than anything, is that at the moment it is again it, it's almost worrying because there's so many things considered we all want life to get back to normal but it's a lot of safety responsibility me as a dj do i think i'll know how to work crowds as much as i used to do and the one thing i do know though in relation to that is that i can't wait to get back to those crowds I, I can't wait to get people back to the people i work with the venues that i see and it's just it's quite an emotional feeling because it is on the horizon just like all my guests have said they're like they what they want to do is on the horizon and we, we just need your support and that is what we're doing this for. But um, I'm more excited more than anything. Hopefully it's still going to be in um, June, July. I think it's June 21st is when we're announced to be reopen. But again, it's things like numbers, figures and everything like that that we need to wait and see. But it's also, I, t- I did a bit of a research in terms of the staff side of it and the, I don't want to say punters, but like the customer side of it, if you will on Facebook and just ask like to friends and pals like what is it they're most worried about and I think for the staff side of things it was more so the uncertainty of a job because so many people in the sector have had to find alternative roles they've had to go uh, had no support in something that they love doing because it is a very crazy life to have most people do it as a second job some people do it as a main job but we've not having anything not even having the support they've had to find other roles and completely alternative careers but oh hi Franco! Oh my god, it's like you did hi dude. <laughs> um in fact I'll get on the comments so I can see what you're all saying. So oh we got a few more comments coming in. Okay. Um but I lost trailer for then because I got Franco commenting. Um I really have lost my trailer for Oh, but oh yeah, so sorry about talking about staff. So like it was more so the uncertainty for people in the industry. But then what shocked me the most is people as customers and people going in as like patriots of any nightclub or any venue or anything like that are very worried about being in big social groups, which is very, very surprising. Um, because as time's gone on, obviously people wanted to, like they want to see the friends, stuff like that more, but it's it's become quite a key worry which is, um, even for myself, like, I'm quite worried about, <laughs> I'm quite worried as well myself, but in a, not in a bad way, it's like, like, do you hug people, do you talk to people, how is it, so if you have any concerns for that, feel free to let me know, so do have a question here from Marcus, so what are you looking forward to the most on the other side of lockdown, um, personally, I'm looking forward to seeing friends and family and just the ability to see people without restrictions because nobody likes, as much as we have to do the rule of six, it's going to be nice to see people without those restrictions, but of course, keep people safe. But I think the one thing I'm looking forward to more than anything is a nice beer, nice meal out, 
in terms of warehouse, I'm I'm really looking forward to playing my chemical romance black parade because I will physically cry my eyes out when that happens. It's gonna be to see my dance floors singing again in drunken unison is going to be one hell of a thing to do. So yeah, and that's pretty much it. So if anyone else has any questions, if not, I will be concluding the evening. So how would you? Oh, sorry, I missed that one. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> um, just put myself, my little, my followers are now at the bottom, guys. But um, how would you feel when PCW is back? Would you be excited or nervous? It's very similar to Warehouse. I mean, again, we don't know too much, sure, like about like what it, what Christina touched on about like crowds. Like we don't know how many numbers we can have. Some venues do, some venues don't. But I think I'm going. It's going to be excited and nervous because. From performing on a weekly basis to having a year off and then to be back in front of a crowd, I think it's going to be like riding a bike, but still it's going to be like, whoa, there's so many people in a room. But I think I'm more excited because wrestling is going to be in the right direction for a completely new page. And it's going to be definitely more exciting. Definitely. So, which is, oh, definitely. And I hope to see you there, my love. Um, Kim, so you, I know you'll definitely be there at PCW show anyway. But thanks for that question, um, Christina. Do you see where we operating in reduced capacity or full dance floors again? Um, for the definite answer, I do not know. But if I was to guess, I would. I can see all clubs, not just warehouse, being told that it has to be at reduced capacity because obviously this is what I've explained to people throughout the last year who have asked me about warehouse opening. What people need to realise that it's not just the simple facts that you come in and have a drink. You, as people, do have their libations, so to say. Like, you are touching things. You are drinking from things. You then start touching each other. You are going to bathrooms, dance floors. There's a lot of touching for a pandemic which is associated with touching. And, of course, all different venues have different sizes. So I know Warehouse has an indoor capacity of 665. That's how much I know about Warehouse working there for 10 years. But um, I, I think it will be. I can see it happening. But the realistic thing would be is that I hope it doesn't. Um, I just want a full dance floor. I want to see you all go absolutely nuts. Um, and this, yeah, that's two more questions. So, yeah, Kim will be there for the first show. That's good to hear. So, good old Franco. Where, whereabouts are you traveling at the moment? I know you'll be over in the US somewhere, but... Um, Franco's asked, will the mask mandates be lifted right away? Will restrictions have curfews? Now, I, I don't think restrict the, this new roadmap has curfews. We had that in lockdown too, and it was horrific. But um, at the moment, there isn't a curfew. I wonder if anyone can confirm that for me in the comments. Um, you can know that a bit better. Um, I don't think masks will be lifted right away. I think if you're in an outdoor capacity, um, I think... There we go. No curfew. But I, I think if you're in an outdoor capacity, as long as you're keeping your distance, etc., and you're staying within your bubbles as the rules are stands, I think obviously taking masks off is fine. When it comes to indoor venues, I do think that it's going to be mass on kind of thing. I mean, surely, Franco, you've seen how if, if one country's done it better than anyone, it's Japan at the end of the day, because like Japan, like they don't even cheer. They, they clap and make noise. So obviously it reduces the spread of um, like saliva and moisture in the air. It's fantastic. Um, but great news, there you go. So you, you should be back at PCW in September and kind of want to know what to expect. Hopefully in September, if this roadmap goes to um, plan, 
we will have a lot more freedom. But there's one thing I'll promise you, Franco, because we didn't do it last time. I will take you for a Greg's pasty. Promise. <laughs> but, um, yeah, hopefully around September, life will be more back to normal. But we, who knows with, with our government and everything like that. If people stick to the rules and people support our industry more than anything, then we should be thriving. So I think on that note, I'm going to say goodbye, Zig, unless anyone has any more questions or anything like that. But <laughs> there you go. He's laughing at the Greg's percent. It's <laughs> a little joke there. But um, I think I'm going to conclude the evening, guys. And I can't, again, thank Marcus enough for this opportunity. It's been absolutely fabulous. And I can't thank my guests enough, the beautiful Christina, the fa fabulous John, and, of course, H. And just for their time and obviously being a part of this and my first live podcast, which has been fabulous. And also, of course, Marcus is hosting the season one finale. Let me get the picture because I didn't have it ready. The season one finale of Spill It. And that is this Saturday, the 3rd of April at 10 p.m. where he's doing drinking games and fun and partying. And you've got special guest Dan Sprague and also special guest Adam Oakley. And yeah... Also, I'm going to do a little pop for myself. Obviously, my social media is at the bottom. But again, I am also up for an award. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there because it's brand new information that came out on Monday. And I'm up for Northwest um, UK uh, DJ. Sorry, I couldn't get my words out then. Uh, but yes, I'm up for a DJ award for Best in the Northwest. So if anyone feels like they can take the time to go and vote, you can also vote split delete for Black Breast. Ugh, breast? Best producer in his category. Okay, so you can support two people that have been on this podcast. And before I go, I guess I better do my inspirational quote. Um, so just obviously chip in and put it in, put it in there for Marcus. But I, I think the one quote I go by is the one that I've had on my Facebook, and it's only been a recent one. Well, I'd say for the last few years, and it's a natural quote, but I did see it on a film, and that's the Greatest Showman. And it's a quote from P.T. Barnum, which is, the noblest art is that of making others happy. And I live by that. It's why I DJ and do music and memories. It's why I work as a performer, as an entertainer. It's me seeing other people happy is what keeps me going. And it's an absolute passion of mine. So, and there it is. Lovely. But... If you can take anything away from today, once again, guys, please support this industry once we get to it out of this roadmap. We need you more than ever. And never take anything for granted, especially what you do and what you love. And if you ever feel demotivated or you just want that little boost, my inboxes are always open. Feel free to drop me a message any time, and it's fabulous. Just to give a little, there's M. Christina's instagram page so i forgot about those thank you Marcus. <laughs> so there's and christina's um details you've also got at split delete um he is available on all platforms pretty much so facebook twitter instagram and especially spotify and apple music support his music because it's absolutely fabulous there's one thing you want to do this bank holiday is listen to his music and of course H is down to shake el sham um in terms of wrestling and again he's on twitter instagram facebook and Yours truly, of course. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and everything. I am going to do some more work as obviously roadmap come, as the roadmap comes out. But thank you for having me, Spilly, and thank you for watching. And on that note, sayonara, and I will hopefully, you never know, see you guys again. But for in terms of warehouse wrestling and all that stuff, I will definitely see you somewhere down the line. So thank you very much for watching.